Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. In the week that the Strictly lineup was finalised, there was a new dragon in the den, and Love Island's Ovi became chef on This Morning, this is Series Linked, with me, Emma Bullimore, and Mark Jeffries from The Mirror, the podcast for TV fans by TV fans. Coming up, Jeffers is going to be chatting to Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer, plus we'll have another box set to watch before you die. But first, Jeffers, let's discuss a couple of huge shows hitting our screens this week, starting with Deep Water. This is a kind of drama on ITV. Tell us about it. Yes, Wednesday nights, nine o'clock, six-parter. It's being billed a bit um, as like the next Big Little Lies. or the Generous. Bri- the British Big Little Lies. And I think that's a bad, probably bad place to start. It's, it's setting the bar quite high. And also, I mean, there, there are some parallels. There's a lot of action at the school gates. It revolves around uh, three women with kids and stuff. And so there are some similarities, but it is very different. It's set in the Lake District. And, you know, there is no Mel Street. That The writing's quite different. It is interesting. There's a lot of emotion there. All three women have a lot of problems um, in their lives, in their family lives. They're sort of quite different financial situations as well. And so I think there is some potential in this. What did you make of it? I really enjoyed it. I wasn't necessarily expecting to. I was thinking, why does Anna Frill have to be in everything that ITV does now? Like she, Marcella and all sorts of things she keeps popping up in. Um, Sinead Keenan is brilliant, though, so I was excited to see her. Um, but I really liked it. It's kind of difficult to describe what it is because it is part crime drama, part relationship drama part just oh look at the beautiful scenery it's there's lots of elements in there but by the end of episode one I really wanted to see ep two which I mean what else can you ask for for a drama that's it I think there's a lot of different things going on you mentioned Sinead Keenan her character Roz she's going through a relationship and there's a lot of money trouble Anna Frill I think she feels a bit sort of loveless she feels like she could do with more romance or passion in her life and then the third uh, mum Kate Riverty is played by Rosalind Elzenart she's sort of very rich and on the face of it looks like she's very happy but out of all of them I'd say she's probably the most unhappy so you've got these sort of conflicting uh, relationships conflicting finances and then yeah all their different problems and I think what's probably going to happen is it's all going to culminate and all come together and the problems and and the families are sort of going to collide and it's going to be into one big story I mean I've only seen the first episode as well but the good thing is if you do uh, watch this this week and like it they're dropping the whole six parts um, on ITV Hub to watch straight away and to me it had a bit of a soap feel like um, I don't mean that in a sort of bad way I just mean that there was a lot happening there were lots of problems there were lots of difficulties sort of 
of uh, big moments that sometimes you'd only have one or two in a drum and it felt like they were coming every 10 minutes so it was in that sense I found it a little bit unbelievable but also I think there's probably an ITV audience that would really like that yeah and smart of them to put this out in August I think it's the kind of thing that would get lost in September when there's going to be loads of stuff and it would be so much telly we won't even be able to get through it now I think there is a bit of a dearth and I think actually some people are going to really enjoy it and I enjoyed it I can't wait to see the next one great so thumbs up from us really let's move on to Channel 4's new comedy This Way Up starring Ashling B and written by Ashling B also the fabulous Sharon Horgan Jeffers what did you make of this? Yeah I really like this as well I think I've maybe even tipped this in the last run of uh, pods we did I just think um, it feels very real and, it, and it's very funny which is obviously the most important thing for a new comedy this is Thursday nights at 10 o'clock we're, we're on to the second part this week again I think you can watch the whole thing um, on all four if you want to straight away Ashling B is playing Anya Sharon Horgan is playing a sister Shona and it's a lot about their relationship but in particular Ashling's character has gone through some sort of breakdown and it's sort of her recovery from that which doesn't sound like a perfect vehicle for comedy but she gets into quite a lot of scrapes and different situations and I think you get a lot of humour from that and it also really taps into that idea of I think going to a big city and maybe feeling lonely or not feeling comfortable or confident and I think there's a lot of people who, who are like that I think people are more open about speaking about those kind of things uh, in sort of 2019 and although it's a comedy I think there's also some quite emotional moments as well and it feels like I mean I'm an only child but to me that is such a convincing sibling relationship all the time you're watching things and you think oh really I don't really buy that you've known each other for longer than five minutes but Sharon Horgan and Ashing B are friends in real life and I think that really comes across on screen that relationship is really nice and it means that you can really invest in it at the screening Ashing was talking about you know yeah, it's a, it's a comedy about loneliness, guys. Stick with me. But I think it does really work. All the best comedies have a real heart to them and, and often something quite sad, you know, right at the centre of it all. And I think from the second episode, you've also got this new element. You've got um, Anya ends up tutoring for a young French kid and, and she has an interesting relationship with, with the father figure as well. That helps to kind of blow it out and give it a bit more sort of volume and a, a bit of a different storyline than just being the, the two sisters. Because that's a great, as you say, that's a great relationship and it works very well. But I think you need a few other sort of peripheral characters just to make it sort of work for the whole series I think this one's got real potential to um, have have sort of multiple series I haven't seen all, all the episodes I think I've watched three at the moment but I really think this one could be a returning series So earlier in the week, Jeffers got to catch up with Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer. Gutted that I had to miss that one. And they were chatting about their second series of Gone Fishing. How were they? I mean, they're on great form. I'm a big fan of this show anyway. So I just it was just a real joy to talk to them. I think it goes beyond fishing, this show. And I think, I think it's really worth a watch for everyone. Right, let's have a little listen then. This is Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer. Was it obvious to you? Was it a no-brainer to do a second series after the first one? Total no-brainer. Mm. Were you still fishing anyway? Or like yeah. without the cameras, yeah, you yeah. still going regularly? Or yeah, well, I've done it all my life, you know. And uh, and you know, I think one of the joys of the program that people can see or feel actually is that it is genuine. It came out of real life. So yeah, we're not going to stop fishing just because we've done a, a series. Certainly, I'm not, and and nor Bob. And I. I think we've only been three times since you're doing only fools because you've that's, you've that's been more of a problem yeah doing yeah. that because it's it's meant i you know i'm doing like a proper job almost and are you able to kind of switch off is it exactly the same when you go without the cameras or, and as to when they're there because it, it's such a it comes across as such a joyous program to watch and it's it's so nice i, I kind of hope that it's it's pretty similar yeah. isn't it paul it's I like think we fall into slightly roles in front of the camera of me as slightly irascible teacher and bob yeah. as dolt 
<laughs> no, it's Bob. And Bob is, is pupil, isn't it? So you have to word, ask dolls. questions, don't you? I'm going to look up Dolt. What a great word. It should be a cheese, shouldn't it? I'll have a half a pound of Dolt. And you don't mind that role in the in the in the program? You seem to. Oh no, it's great fun. It's like it's that lovely. It's like it's just a lovely moment because you know Paul's got a lovely heart. He's absolutely in his own world, and then there's this little prick behind him, going, uh, "Yeah, what were you like at school, <laughs> or whatever?" And it it's really genuinely like. If Paul's shouting, it's you moment. see, Bob, you've even said to me, "No, I'm very easy to sell off, Bob." <laughs> you know, and, and I, when I fish, you know, it's it's not my. I'm not expecting cameras to be there. I, you know, I've always fished, and it requires weirdly a lot of concentration. So anything trying to break that concentration gets on my nerves because it doesn't normally happen. You know, I remember that that first time we did, very really difficult. I'm, I'm trying to fish here. Don't stop asking me these inane questions, don't it? That's more because Bob has to drive what little uh, theme or narrative we have. Bob, yeah. you know, Bob, get the producers remind Bob, yeah. don't forget to ask about because we don't have a script, so we have we just have a vague theme yeah, which pro- I mean, we couldn't even recognise, could we? No, I mean the, no. the 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 thing is, Paul, is that you in the whole three days when we're fishing, you are always every minute you're more interested in fishing than making a tv show and that's the great strength of the show Mm. in a funny way Paul's not trying to make a television show and you know like gurning cameras or thinking he's got you know Paul is I'm actually annoyed with the crew yeah Paul is fishing but you never really get frustrated with with no he's very patient because he's a mate and actually in reality when we go I never have that need because Bob's not asking me you know, not, not going Michael Parkinson on you, know, you yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I wondered if the whole experience has been sort of cathartic for you. There's a lot of talk, obviously, particularly in the first series about your, your heart, your stench, your bypass, and that mm. kind of thing. And whether it it feels good that you've kind of expressed that. I feel like lots of the viewers have kind of enjoyed that, related to that, and maybe it's helped them to talk mm. a bit more openly as well. Oh, but I mean, also, I because um, I'm on social media, I get a little bit of a window into that, and I get you know hundreds and hundreds of like. Um, I suppose they're thank yous. Thank yous, I've just had the operation and it was great to see that you can still, there's life after it. Or, you know, thank you because of the show we made our dad go and get yeah. checked and it that turns out lot, yeah. he needs a, a bypass. It's extraordinary and, you know, given that we've just, you know, I say just done comedy, but, you know, we certainly haven't done a show. You get people coming out and going, thanks, thanks for the laughs, don't you? Yeah. But it's, it's very different again when, when you get people coming out and saying, thanks, my dad watched your show, and as a result, I made him go and get his heart checked, you know. So it's been very rewarding yeah. for a couple of old cynics, you know. And I, I did find when I just had my operation that I was desperate to to go on the net the first night I got back and just see a story what happened I didn't know you know I didn't know what happened afterwards and looking for a sort of as it was celebrity example and quite hard to find I think people keep shtum about it but I found Graham Soonis the footballer and but it was very reassuring for me so I hope that there'll be people coming home from hospitals now and I've seen our show. They can have a look at our show. Well, see, no, it's, it's okay. It's fine. Initially, after the op, you were a bit bit down, and disc fishing and stuff definitely helped with that, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, you're taking tiny steps. Um, like first of all, just getting off your ass and walking to the nearest lamppost, then the next lamppost. Um, it is a shocking operation. I know that because my dad had it as well. Yeah. And you know, I, I remember he said even the journey home was 
it was a nightmare yeah, yeah. every little tiny bump in the road and you think ah oh, you yes, know I mean that is the brutal it's a circular saw going through your breastbone isn't it and yeah. as you said because we reenact it to an extent with Bob's surgeon yeah. in one of the episodes and he, he says I took your heart out yeah. stopped it so basically killed him because they have to stop the heart in order to do the the bypass surgery. Oh, it's a shame he started it, really, isn't it? <laughs> so it was that, you're that it now. 32 minutes, which I didn't, I didn't know until he yeah. told me. What was it like to hear him talking about that stuff? I was, it was, spooked me a bit because yeah. he was oh, stood above me. Paul was the nurse. I was just laid out on a pub table. And, uh, yeah, just matter of fact. You, you talk quite a lot about mortality and that kind of thing, though, You and you seem to be quite light-hearted about it. You don't worry about death anymore? You're... Well, I'd had a, a very significant operation just before my heart problem, which is why I knew I had a heart problem. And um, that was my sort of brush with mortality, which is to do with my gut. And actually, there's an area that we could explore because that really is, is taboo. It's very difficult to talk about, you know, your gut. Yeah. I had half my colon removed. You know, you can talk about heart disease because it's, you know, it's a sort of, it's yeah. such a, a dramatic disease, you know, and it can just end you like that. But to talk about the gut, which is the place du jour, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. You know, everyone's yeah. talking about gut health these days. All my problems are centred around <laughs> my, my anus at the moment. <laughs> I don't think it's palliative. Like, it's very difficult to discuss in polite society, isn't it? It's really yeah. difficult, yeah. So maybe we should get onto that, Bob. Yeah. One. Series three. And the diet's also important. Talking of the gut, you, uh, you sound the show, you think you've only had one sausage this year. Yeah, but do you know what? I've, that was when we recorded it, which was last autumn. Yeah. Every night as granddad, Del Boy gives oh, yeah. me a bleeding sausage sandwich. So I've had one bite of a sausage every night for six months. That really adds up, doesn't it? Yeah. That's not good if you, you know, in your healthy foods that you cook, that, that's a no-no, isn't it? It's it sounds no, terrible. We, we cheat terribly. I mean, yeah. we both do. We're better than we would be without. Yes. We're more you conscious. Like you can't, you know, you can't live by that ma maxim or you wouldn't do anything, would you? Mm. You know, you've got to... Also, and I, I was saying to you, Bob, earlier, I read a thing in New Scientist the other yeah. day, why I bought it, because it said, everything you know about nutrition is wrong. And it's one of those, you thought this was healthy. There's no actual study to prove even, even really that, you know, eating porridge yeah. every day and vegetables is actually that beneficial, infinitesimally beneficial. Yeah. Really. On, on a lighter note, episode two, you, you go and see, uh, look at about possibly of some Botox, yeah. some uh, hair transplants. Well, we're in the, we're, you know, carp life, and we're in Essex, aren't we? So, any yeah. more thoughts on that? They pause 8,000, you could get it done. I think for me and Bob, it's, it's beyond it's us. Beyond I that, could yeah. still get away with it, couldn't I? You, yeah. Did you yeah, had any more thoughts? It. Since? No, I kind of, because it's there, I can't now, can I? And no, I don't think we took the plunge. We? No, I don't think, I don't think when you get to 60, you've yeah. lost that. Uh, Unless you're a presenter, I think. You might maybe, be. yeah. If you, you know, know, we are we're obviously not bothered, or we wouldn't go and do a program where we don't wear any makeup or you know, have no costume at all because not many people go on telly without that. You try and go on a show, Bob, where you're doing an interview, yeah, blimey, yeah, they slap this stuff on you, don't yeah. they? Even if you don't want it, you they yeah, kind of insist. I, I always say, don't please, don't put much on. <laughs> you're obliged to do it, and you, they use these uh, airbrushes now, don't yeah. they? Yes, yeah. And is there anything that we don't really see on the show that, that gets cut out? Um, I mean, do you ever fall into the water? Oh, when if we fell in, that'd be in straight away. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you ever have to cook anything twice? You've not had any? No, they're, no. All, they're all first we've dishes. Never, we've never had a failure on the cooking front, have we? <laughs> 
we're not aiming very high with the cooking you know I think it's quite good that you don't necessarily catch fish in every episode otherwise it, it would look a bit yeah it's contrived doesn't it yeah I mean obviously there's a bit of me that would like to spend can we have three days targeting this species so we can get a dramatic you know. huge fish yeah. every time yeah, yeah but it's, you know it's not like that and we program came out of a real life situation it's not a contrivance it wasn't you know a bunch of people sitting in a room saying hey what can we pretend we like doing <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that appealed initially to Bob as well as the fishing which is something he'd done as a kid so I knew I could lure him out with it because we'd always talked about yeah. going you know and we just never got round to it and it took a life-threatening disease for me to actually sort of go so I'm quite slow yeah. to, to action to actually go right we're going you know in that time 30 years we'd yeah. done one thing towards it which is we'd met up and bought a fishing rod oh, for you yeah. and then 15 another 15 years went by yeah. and finally we went and we started and we loved it I want to look ahead to a few episodes as well there's one that it says uh that Bob's, Bob's childhood dream and I thought it was going to be to play for Middlesbrough you're going to go and do Middlesbrough trials but it's to catch a salmon so that you have a go at doing that somewhere yeah yeah we go up to Scotland to the River Tay probably the most magnificent looking of the shows oh, in it it's, it's quite a stunning it's piece spectacular of I know you, we've seen it before Scotland but just looking at it again like that and some of the light we got Amazing. across Loch Tay it is it's uh, mind quite blowing extraordinary. It really is, yeah. what is it about salmon that made that that's the one that you really want is it just a look that nice I think it's and... just something from my childhood watching Jack Hargreaves or and um, seeing these huge fish from these beautiful rivers mm -hmm. thinking I'll never do that yeah. and is there more left do you think could you do would you like to do more series on it well, we've pondered it and we sort of, you know, as you inevitably you think, oh, should we go and do it abroad? You know, could, would they would they even go for it? It's not up to us, obviously. But there's something about our show and the, the kind of, the, you know, smallness of it in a way that, yeah. and, the, and the, the bit of a sort of love letter to the UK, yeah. British countryside as well, isn't it? That it and there's fish left to catch. And there's loads of so fish left to catch, loads of locations to go, and lots of health accommodation areas to and accommodation to hire. So, I thought there could be a cooking series. Having watched you cook scrambled egg together well, in the second episode, I thought that had a lot of potential. Hey, how about role reversal there, grumpy man in the <laughs> kitchen when you're at the helm? Yeah, you know, I was a bit grumpy. Get out. Role reversal. I get, uh, I get the butt of your yeah. tongue. And I told you to get out and you laughed yeah. in my face. You were scared though, weren't you? Yeah. Have you got any other TV stuff on the horizon aside from this you can talk about? I've done a new series of Vic and Bob's Big Night Out. Should be, they'll put it on sometime. And you filmed that already, is that it's all gone well and everything? It's, I'm very happy with it. We just uh, finish editing it tomorrow and then uh, hand it in and see if it's ever broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been, you know, I've been doing only fools and horses so I've been working on it for three years really and the last six months I've been doing the show so that's eight shows a week so I've got a break now but uh, I'll go back to it and the question we always like to ask as the last question is um, sort of what TV you're watching what you like to watch really well Tower is absolutely fabulous the um, animated makes it sound terrible but it's, it's, it, it was probably the greatest film of 2018 and nobody saw it that's about um, a shooting um, that occurred in a, at the Washington State University is it animated? Wow, it's so extraordinary is it? Oh, I mean wow oh I might have a little look at that too, wow um, that would be a recommended and um, Precinct 7-5 is on Netflix that's uh, extraordinary that, uh, have you seen that Paul? it's, it's Goodfellas for real I think I've heard you talk oh, about it in the watch. podcast they're the two that I would recommend mine's very simple match of the day 
<laughs> no, I, I still hold true to the BBC football match of the day yeah. presentation. I think it's brilliant format. I prefer it to all the other football shows, and uh, I love it. I've always loved it yeah. since I was a kid. The the music still, you know, fires my soul. Yeah. And uh, and Lineker is a brilliant host. He's brilliant. He's a bit cheeky. You know, yes, cheeky, and, uh, but knowledgeable. Uh, yeah, and cheeky but knowledgeable. Yeah, rather like me. <laughs> so that was Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer. You can catch Gone Fishing Fridays, BBC Two at eight o'clock, and of course you can watch it on the iPlayer as well. So let's talk about a couple of other shows. Who do you think you are? Feels like it's been on since the dawn of time, but they they're getting some incredible names still. Kate Winslet is on it this episode. Yeah, it's unusual for us to talk about a show mid-series, but I think obviously Kate Winslet makes it sort of worthy of that. This has been on Monday nights, nine o'clock. There's been some other good episodes already. But yeah, Kate Winslet's such a huge name for them to have. It's very interesting on there. She she sort of gets very, very animated. She's almost a perfect guest for the show. Her voice gets very high when you see, you'll see if she ever <laughs> finds out anything that she's really exci- excited about. Her voice sort of goes up into this sort of new voice that we've not heard before. Is that uh, an official Winslet impression? Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my Winslet impression. Um, she ends up in Sweden. It's, it's a a lot about her um, mum's side of the family. She does seem shocked that people die. I mean, I don't want to shock her again, but pe- <laughs> it, you're looking at a family tree. People are going to die. People don't live to be four, three, four hundred. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun episode, and I think, like I say, I've, I've enjoyed the series so far. What, what did you think of it? I just don't get it. I've never got this oh. show. Like, I don't care about my own ancestors, let alone some random celebrities' ancestors. I was interested in the bit where Kate Winslet's like, this is the house I grew up in. Because you know she seems really posh, and actually she's got quite a working-class background. I was interested in meeting her dad. That kind of stuff was great. But also, yeah, I think... I mean, she's a fantastic actress, Kate Winslet, but she still couldn't sell some of the moments to me where she was, you know, having to pretend to cry and, you know, get all moved about it. I just don't understand why you would cry about someone who was, like, six generations ago. But maybe I'm just cold-hearted. I think it depends on the person. I personally am not that interested in looking at my family tree, but I I do find the programme interesting. And Kate says she's now going to mark some of these birth dates and things from her past relatives every year because she's been so moved by it. And I don't want to totally ruin it, so I won't go into too much more detail. But yeah, there's a lot of hardship further down the line, further back for Kate's family. And I think some of the other episodes uh, this year, which I'd urge people to watch on the O'Player, particularly the Naomi Harris one, where she goes back and ends up in the Caribbean. She felt very moved, and I felt we saw a different side to her personality as well. It wasn't just sort of the family tree stuff. She obviously um, felt very in touch with what she'd found out, and I just felt we we saw a different side to her, and and maybe we see a little bit of a different side to Kate than normal through this programme. So I just think that that's why, for me, it works. It's not just the family tree. I do do understand sometimes you can get bogged down in that, and some of them could be quite samey as well, but I I like it when you see see a different side to, to the personality of a celebrity as well I guess I did think because Michael Parkinson wasn't allowed to do it because his family tree was too boring and I just thought what however dull Kate Winslet's family tree is they're definitely just going to make the show but it was actually quite an interesting story as, as these things go let's move on to the most talked about documentary of the week this is the Jay Goody documentary interesting to talk to you about this Jeffers because you're a tabloid journalist at the time that Jay Goody was becoming famous what did you make of this? Yeah I find it quite difficult to watch I've, I've seen two episodes of it so far and um 
yeah, I was quite embarrassed by some of the old media coverage, I guess, of Jade. And it does bring a lot of memories back. I was covering Big Brother pretty much from this series that Jade was in it. So, it, yeah, it all felt, all brought a lot of memories back. A lot of them were, weren't great. Um, I think the documentary is very good, though, and I would recommend people watching it if they haven't watched the first one to catch up as well, because um, it's very real and it's very realistic. I don't think Channel 4 have dodged any punches here. They've been quite open about the mistakes they've made and things that they could have done better in terms of the treatment of Jade and the other characters and also you know they're obviously showing that some of the media coverage was was pretty bad as well and this week it's going to go into the to the race row another really huge thing on Big Brother and it, these things really um, I guess had quite an effect on future reality shows and and the, the sort of aftercare for contestants and stuff so it, it's I find it very interesting and yeah I, I obviously knew quite a lot of it and I guess some, a lot of people watching won't remember it as well as I do but yeah I find it really fascinating and they've got good contributors Davina's on there you know, always when people are looking back, she's saying, oh, I knew at the time, be careful. And I think, did you, Davina? Or is that sort of the benefit of hindsight? But it is really interesting. She was one of a kind and the start of a whole big movement of those kind of stars, which at the time you just kind of, I don't know, I hadn't moved into journalism yet and I just sort of, yeah, okay, that's someone else that's on Big Brother. But it is interesting looking back, knowing all the things we know now and what was to come in her life. It's you know, she is a fascinating figure and it was easy to dismiss her then, but I think it's good. And it's it's three episodes. It's quite a long documentary, but I think it's going to justify it. At the end of the first episode, I still feel like there was a lot more material to come. I think there's also these facts like um, Jade was the first reality star, I think, to make a million pounds. She, around the time of that Big Brother... Uh, people were still going into these shows and they weren't really sure what was happening the other end you know they were they, love island like someone goes on and ideally they think well if i stay in here for a few weeks i'm going to get some interviews with some magazines when i come out i might get some closed deals you know pe- people know w- what to expect and jade sort of went in there uh, as the first episode sort of shows and she she was hoping that it might give her a new life she had quite a difficult upbringing with her mum and it really did obviously catapult her and change life in such a way that it's almost impossible to, for her to comprehend it really and and it, looking back it does look incredible because there was just no expectation that those sort of things were going to happen but also incredible how she got savaged in the press in the way that just wouldn't fly now i mean it is it is kind of a polaroid of that period of Britain and, and our press and all that kind of stuff. So it is fascinating on lots of different levels. Yeah, I mean, some of the headlines were just absolutely disgraceful, really. And then, the, the, again, a British thing where we sometimes either build people up or knock them down or the other way around. And in this case, Jade was sort of vilified and then halfway round, viewers started to really love her and then the papers picked up on that and, and went very pro-Jade and, and she ended up almost winning. She, I think she came third or fourth in the end. And uh, as we're going to see on the second episode this week, she then goes back in the house. At that point, her career's going really well. She thinks it's going to, uh, you know, perhaps extend her career for another couple of years and she's going to make more money. It seems like a straightforward thing to go in with her family and it's a complete disaster and, and uh, yeah, it, it really is the sort of the downfall of her and she never really recovered in, in many people's eyes after that. So it's time once again to add to the list of box sets to watch before you die. Each week we ask one of our favourite faces from the telly for a must-see series. Before our little summer break, Will Sharp chose Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. This week, it's the turn of Naga Munchetti from BBC Breakfast. This is her choice. Hi, I'm Naga Munchetti. My box set to watch before you die is Grey's Anatomy. The seven years you spent here as a surgical resident will be the best and worst of your life. You will be pushed to the breaking point. This is your starting line. This is your arena. How well you play, that's up to you. If you want passion, drama, love, tears, a roller coaster of emotions, this is the one for you. 
The years we spend as surgical residents will be the best and worst of our lives. We will be pushed to our breaking point. This is the starting line. This is our arena. How well we play, that's up to us. Nice one. Grey's Anatomy, are you a fan, Jeffers? I've got to be honest, I've not seen a great deal of this, but I did, I did do a bit of research before I came on, so you can still get it here on Sky Witness and also on uh, Now TV. And we're up to, I think, 15 series of this. It's, it's a big, obviously, US medical drama. And I guess we're looking for here someone who maybe watches Casualty a lot and is looking for something new. I reckon it's going to be no, right on their street. It's, it's, it's much classier than Casualty. I'm a big Casualty fan, but this is in a different league. This is Sandra Oh. You know, people who love Killing Eve. This is, you know, she was in many series of this. Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy, McSteamy, all that rivalry. I remember watching one episode where someone had a bomb inside their body and, and someone had to like one of the medical staff had to hold it down so that it didn't explode and they had to like hold the body the whole time during this operation it was very tense and dramatic that's probably not doing it justice but it is it's a step up it's a kind of different production values from casualty not that i'm dissing casualty at all that would be in the whole of casualty's budget for a whole series <laughs> yeah, exactly that kind of thing uh but yeah it's good it's glossy it's fun and it's been going for a long old time 342 episodes available should you get really into it that's, that's going to take you a while and the 15th series ended I think in May June time and we've got a 16th series on the way in the US in September I think it runs about a month afterwards here so if you do get into it I'm sure by the end of the year that you're going to be able to watch the new series on Sky so yeah Brilliant excellent choice Naga and obviously you can catch her on BBC Breakfast every day on BBC One from 6am There'll be another box set to watch before you die next week That's almost it for this episode of Series Linked. But we can't let you go without the best bit. Jeffers, you've had a few weeks off, limbering up, so this better be good, okay? We need an update on what we're going to be keeping an eye on, not just next week, but also next month and next year. Jeffers, I'm doing jazz hands that no one can see. What are we watching next week? Yeah, two comedies for next week. Brassic, a new Sky One comedy. It's got Joe Gilgan and Michelle Keegan, which I think is going to be pretty good. It's set in a northern town and they're working class friends messing around. I'm also going to give a shout out to Stafflet's Flats, which is uh, on Channel 4. It's the second series coming back uh, next week. I really wasn't sure about the first series of this, but it's been nominated for a lot of awards. So I'm thinking maybe it's me that was wrong, not, not the programme. And I'm going to give it another go. Great. What about next month? Next month, we've got a new Grand Design series. Uh, it's going to be the 20th anniversaries. Kevin McLeod, more amazing homes. Property porn at its best. Fantastic. And next year? Next year, they've just announced that Flack is going to come back on the W channels for a second series. That was like the celebrity PR one, the drama that we really liked with Anna Packin and, and a few other people. And I, th- I think that was really good. And, and there's going to be some new guest stars, including Amanda Abingdon. So I think that's going to be worth a watch. Fantastic. Thanks, Jeffers. That's all we've got time for, I'm afraid, but this has been the Series Linked podcast. If you've enjoyed it, and we really hope you have, go on, do a good deed for the day and leave us a five-star rating and a little review if you'd be so kind. And make sure you've subscribed as well so the next episode is ready and waiting for you next Tuesday morning. For now, though, bye-bye. See you next week. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it. 
But nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.